Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs are going to get together every week and discuss the important things in life, like why do our players hate the characters that we love the most? Uh, this week we have with us Allie Goldapper. Hi there. And we've got Emily Kuklinski. Hello. And we've got James. Hello. Also, because I forgot everyone's fucking monikers, it, respectively, we got Rev Flooper, The Punny Emily, and Lord Mage. Um, so yes, this week we are talking about creating characters for our players to, like, interact with, and why 80% of the time they will decide to kill them. (laughs) So, my first question is, why do my characters not like my NPCs? 80% of the characters that I make that I really like and I think are good characters my players want to kill and have killed on several occasions which has left me with a slight existential crisis uh, mostly because I think I put a bit too much of myself into my characters. Uh, Have you guys ever experienced this terrible phenomena? Well in my case no because I designed my NPCs to be one of two types and think of them like monsters either the mook which is not meant to be remembered it's just a simple name with very basic stats and if it dies, okay, have a list of another name to put in its place. And, you know, randomize the statistics. And then you have the few that I might would classify as memorable, but they're memorable because essentially they're a player that I'm, you know, using, and it happens to be able to protect itself. Someone wants to murder Herbo it, it's probably going to regret that decision. <laughs> okay, what about you, Emily? I find that you know, and make my players start playing a game that they realize that they can kill people (laughs) and they can't do that in the real world. And so they're just like, oh, you know, that lovely human that you have, I'm just going to do the murder. And the only time I can let them, I, I don't know. I once played a game where I had an NPC who was supposed to launch them into an adventure and they decided that they, they wanted to just see how well they would burn. Oh god. That's nice. I know. And so I'm like, well, I have to find a new hook or I have to figure this out to Bubaloo. And it was not. <laughs> Turns out it's just like it's like they get burned alive. It's like, oh, their twin from next door comes in and seems to be okay and gives you the quest. They bump into some random hag on the road who just happens to say, Hey, there's a bad by bad guy over there. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's that's been more my experiences in this. Allie, how about you? Have you had any luck? As you guys uh, know, I'm very, very new at DMing. Um, and my my players are... I have two new players and two veteran players uh, who are just very patient Ooh. veteran players. And they tend to try to first try to kill them. And then as they're killing them, they, they pause and they go, wait, do we want to kill them? And then try <laughs> to convince them to fulfill their life streams. Um, so I have, uh, some goblins that are now going to see the world and, uh, a a ruffian who is, has attempted to open his own ice cream shop now. Um, so I'm not sure which is better. (laughs) Um, because now what what it's lovely about that for me is I can bring them back later and like have them as like, yeah, I mean, they can (laughs) do that too. Um, but it's just That's that's my automatic (laughs) go-to. It's just very odd. You know, um, it's just been a, a kind of split 50-50. It's like, oh, I guess we have to kill them. But do we have to kill them? <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to take that. 
like the I feel like it's good. You've got characters that are uh, you know, well liked if <laughs> if nothing else. Or you've just got players that are just so compassionate and minor just monsters. So But I, I have one to, or the other. I have to agree that I think the first instinct is to try to kill them because yes, yeah. you don't you don't get to do that in real life and you are on an adventure <laughs> and you have these abilities. So like the instinct is, oh I can proceed further if I destroy things. I have a I have a nice suggestion. Get your players afraid of the following phrase. Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. <laughs> if they're afraid of that phrase and they're going to kill something you really need alive, are you sure you want to do that? Just make sure yeah. you just got to really sell it. You know, like, really. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, be very I've... scared of having to say it. Is that your final I've answer? Got, like... <laughs> yeah, is that Ooh. Ooh, is that your final answer is nice. I like that. I like that. I like doing the mother thing where you just kind of go like, well, okay. <laughs> if you think so. It's your decision. It's like, it's not what I would do, but you know, it's fine. Oh, if that's, that's the choice, choice you want to make. <laughs> like some of my directors, when I work with, when I work with them, they'll just be like, well, that's a decision. That's a choice. And they'll cock their head to the side and they'll just like stroke whatever jewelry they're wearing. <laughs> like that and... gave that gave me the nasties. That oh yeah. Made me feel the nasties real bad. Like all the nasties so all up fun. in me now. <laughs> stroke their jewelry is the worst euphemism I've ever heard. And oh, at least I didn't say stroke their jewels, because that's a little bit oh, different. That's taking a little I bit further. You did. you did now though, you motherfucker. <laughs> I've got the it stop. all up in me. That's what you have as a good premise and follow through. <laughs> oh. So yeah, for the most part, they're pretty good, but I find that it's usually like at the start of an adventure or if they make me have to create someone on the fly, they have that murderous tendency. See, but... the ones that I've always made on the fly are seem to be the only ones that they actually want to interact with. But most of the time it's because, like, my, my, my improv skills are pretty good in a general sense, apart from when it comes to naming them, because they will ask me their names, because they know that I don't know how to do names on the fly. And the answers that I've given so far are Simba and <laughs> Dayren. And I... Uh, so now I've, I've resorted to like printing out a list of names that I could just flip to and take from at any time because I think that's a really good idea, right? It's it's helped you, out. You have your list of first names, middle names, and last names, just so long as you mark which ones you've used in which combinations. Because you can always go back to Steve, Bob, and John a billion times, as long as the combinations don't mix or they're in the same family. I feel like that's like going to be a weird like Mad Lib situation where like they'll end up being like Rimmy Jim, the conqueror of kittens kind of deal. Oh, I had Steve the tailor, his Good. son Bob, and their sister Susie and Sissy. <laughs> Sorry, when you said the tailor, all I thought was like the the tool man tailor. Tim like the, the tool man tailor. Tim the tool man tailor. <laughs> Jeez. That's the other thing you can do is take the references from what you like to watch and go, ooh, I've got a Tim the Tool Man. I'm terrified that I you, you took tool time and you're like, oh yes, the things that you love to watch. <laughs> 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 Everyone's 
fave uh, show. In my defense, I grew up <laughs> on that show. I mean, so did I, but I don't know why I continued. It see, went for so long. I you think were the... hoping for explosions? I just wanted to see that one dude's face. It was like an air of mystery. I don't know why. I was so convinced that you were just going to say, I just wanted to see that dude topless. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm not here to judge, but God is here to judge. Yeah, show me Buzz Lightyear topless, please. Oh, jeez. Oh, You've given so me a visual bad. that I never wanted. Yeah, yeah. Where's the eye bleach? Where's the eye bleach? <laughs> I mean, or ear bleach in this case. I'm just going to, like, Wick rule 64 this. Okay, that's fine. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Yes, I'm going to die now. <laughs> and now I'm being sent to hell. Thank I'm you, so Jesus. <laughs> I've given us two really bad images, and I'm going to stop with that now. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, like, you're bringing us into your beautiful fantasy world, but, like, it's, it's a very not different beautiful. fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but so okay so you've heard about my trials with naming are you get so uh, like emily i know that you you're you're like very like improv how do you do you improv names <laughs> just asking for a friend that's okay um the the best thing that you can do is lean into it because the players and audiences always love when they get to watch the gears turn in your head. Okay. And so what I'll do is I'll just like use the environment around me. So for example, right now I'm sitting oh, at a no. desk with a few monitors and microphones and Legos. So it'll be like, hmm, yes, you you have met Carl Toolcup. <laughs> And even <laughs> like I like the gears turning imagery, but like I feel like that works more for people whose gears are not like rusted shut like mine are. <laughs> well, it's also just uh, playing around with voice, like with uh, noises that you make. So like uh, if you're in the middle of speaking, and then you notice that like bef- I I don't know if this makes any sense outside of my own brain. But it'll be, like, noises that I really like to make are, like, uh, (laughs) like, I like cuss sounds, so it'll be, like, Carl. And, like, if I can make it sound really weird, like, especially if it's just a random NPC, it'll be, like, yes, this is Carl Flarebottom. Oh, see, now that's Barry Blue Jeans. You've literally made Barry Blue Jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Why ruin a good thing? I I I use themes. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have the same kind of, like, uh, weird thing with a name. Like, uh, one of the uh, characters is Victor. That's his name. It's Victor. Like, literally. He's going to win. He's always going to win. So I named him uh, Victor. No. Uh, I, I only just got that that name was a cool name. That's a dope name. Anyway, yes, go. Uh, <laughs> and he's related to Corwin. Come on. Oh. Okay, now I'm sad. Now I'm sad. Now you've made me sad in my brain. <laughs> it also helps, like, uh, with most last names, anyway, I mean, you you are British. Well, you're Scottish. Really? Is. But, <laughs> but it's like, uh, last names often reflect what you do as a trade anyway. Oh, yeah. So if you can figure out a first name, like, think of people that you go to school with. If you're not very good at, like, thinking of names on the fly, just be like, uh, first person I went to school with, think of Katie. So you could be like Katie, Catherine, uh, uh, 
Smith. You can go. Uh, oh, and now I'm blanking. My improv <laughs> skills are so great. Oh no! Well, now I'm you're on you the my spot. Disease. You're not in the headspace. So or shoemaker, Katie, like uh, so. Katie Catherine. shoemaker. She Katie. could be like a shoemaker. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've um, I, I managed to cheat a little bit in that um, I've put in my world the lore that most places and most people don't really have last names that last names are just for like the high nobility so i've I've even narrowed it down even more i only have to do first names and i still come up with simba and dayurin (laughs) i'm going back to tolkien but when you read tolkien too it's like i know the guy was a wordman but sometimes you read his stuff and you're like oh that's a choice that's a name. So <laughs> you did something. Like, I've been, put sounds together. Yeah, I've been playing right. recently um, a lot of um, both RuneScape, which is a whole thing, um, and I tried to play The Witcher 2, um, and just so much of both of the plots and the dialogue for both of those games can just be summed up in fantasy shit. So it's yep. just... Just a bunch of syllables that people have thrown together and are like, it's fantasy shit. And that, that's what I aspire to in my games. I just want it to sound like fantasy bullshit. Usually if you add us to a name, like ooh, Bill, us, yeah. Billy Us, ooh. it sounds, ooh, you see, there are tricks fa- to this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what... Like, yeah, I just take normal-ass names and then add a fancy ending to it. So instead of my stupid... Like Simba, it's Symbius. Symbius actually sounds like a name. Holy butteroni, we've actually like come up with something useful. In this <laughs> that would podcast. be a, a pretty awesome villain. I don't know what's so villainous <gasps> about that. Oh, that, yeah. it's like symbiote. I don't know. Like oh, it's. I like it. Oh, guys, we've actually come up with good advice by mistake. <laughs> this is dope. And, and then you run into works. Scar, and he's <laughs> like Scarcious. Scarsh. <laughs> or Scarton. See, I, I, don't feel know. Like, I feel like oh, Scarton, Scarton would, would fuck you up. I feel like Scarcious is like the head boy at the brothel. Scarcious. <laughs> always uh, there for you. I was going to say, Scarcious to me sounds like something that you contracted. Oh, oh my God. you know what? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Scarcious has been around. He's the top boy. <laughs> He's well, hello, zero. my name is Scarcious. <laughs> I've been the leader of this hair brothel. Oh, now he's not sexy. He's just deceased. (laughs) No, I was just trying to make him sad. Oh, Oh, well, you know what? Sad is very sexy. So he's everyone's lead boy. The sad, sexy Scarcious. Oh, boy. Well, hello, ladies. Oh, I mean... I'm sorry, I should have put it... That's the noise I make when I'm turned on, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We all made some choices here today. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm just going to have to mute my mic because I'm just laughing. (laughs) So okay. And I'm reminded oh of episode God. two, all over again. <laughs> yep. God. I mean, look, last time it was, like, demon fucking. We don't know Scarcious is a demon. Oh, Scarcious is totally a demon, isn't he? Scarcious Never mind. is a demon. Okay. <laughs> We're back to episode two. <laughs> we'll get us back on track. I can do this. I believe in me. Okay. So, 
Oh god, we got hashtag demon fucking in the chat. We've made a name for ourselves and it's a bad name. Oh no. Um, but yeah, so what uh what is everyone's like best like NPC success story? Uh like is there been like a, an NPC that you've created either off the fly or like you've actually put like a lot of time into that turned out to be someone that the character either the characters really liked or they really responded well to them whether it was like positively or negatively um mm-hmm. i i would like to mention uh it wasn't my npc but it was the most fun i've ever had with one ever Good. and it's my friend michael and he created this character named waltham uh <laughs> and he was part demon dragon at one point but <sighs> my character went through the process of falling in love with him. And he was also the most useless NPC. Like, he couldn't actually hit for shit. I just fucked up my mic because I, like, snorted water out my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So he had, like, this giant sword, and he was, like, he was, like, really nice, and he was, like, a prince. And I'm like, I love you. And... (laughs) We went through this process of falling in love, and he died at one point, and it ripped my heart into pieces. And uh, when he came back, it was just, we, we built a history with him, and everybody else, like, ganged up on him. But it was just a really solid story progression that I don't think anybody was really expecting. That's so, really cool. Yeah. And uh, when I tried to flirt with him, I couldn't figure out how to flirt with Michael because <laughs> he was he was at the time engaged to my best friend, so I'm like flirting, ah! with, and she's sitting right next to me, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> "Hello, Michael," and he's like, "Uh, hi." <laughs> this, this is this is not weird, yeah. um, but so. saying that, I am going to suck the character's dick. Not yours, so it's fine. <laughs> well, no, we not never weird. did that. Boo. But when he said. When he said, do you want to get out of here? I said, yeah, let's go get some milk. That's <laughs> so much worse. I'm... <laughs> so I'm going to end my story there. But oh it was God. just really great. And I enjoyed it. I love it. How about you guys? Uh, James, what about you? Oh, well, in my case, my best example is the uh, NPC that, w- that was meant to originally be the town leader of the uh, starting village back in time my players were supposed to get stuck back in time well they didn't get stuck so he then became some random immortal that popped up that you know they worked into the game they worked him really well and then when he lost his memory and a bunch of other stuff happened they were like oh my god what happened to him you know i actually had to tell them out of game in meta He'll be fine if you roll Aww. right and realize what's going on with the world. Aww. Like, I like that he's got genuinely concerned. Yeah. That's lovely. Oh, God. What about you, Allie? Any, like, good successes? Um, they, uh, I have... I'm not exaggerating. I have had four sessions. Um, <laughs> <Nice>. So I'm not... <laughs> You've had not a beautiful arc. Yes. <laughs> so much. Um, but um, I think the... The most successful that's happened. Um, it, I'm I'm playing Lost Minds. I'm playing the starter set, cool. um, and there was one character who runs the orchard in uh, in Fandolin, and my nice. my players 
decided, like, as they were talking, he, like, became more and more this ornery, old, forgetful man uh, as I was, like, voicing him. And then one of my characters decided she was going to convince him that he was her uncle. Um, and that she, like, she belonged there and she missed him greatly. And we just rolled with it. And it became, like, it became so much funnier, more fun of a scene than I expected. Um, he just wanted them to stay and have dinner with them. And, like, it, it just, it wasn't the way that I planned the character at all. It wasn't the way I set up the character at all. And it just went completely out of left field. That's um, lovely. And it, yeah, and it, 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 he keeps coming back too. Like he he's he's come up in conversation the past two sessions, and they met him three sessions ago. So like, yeah. oh. I'm very satisfied with the way that went. Um, and as far as like any characters that I've encountered, um, the only DM that I've had outside of being one uh, does a lot of character voices and is, has DM'd for a very long time. So it's always fun to just ask the most random questions that you can possibly think of to see, like, what he'll get. And I know that's probably torture for a DM. I know, I'm like, oh, God, my heart. But I no, got, it, he, 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 he seems to love it. Uh, like a proper, so, like, Matt Mercer kind of DM of yeah, just, like, I amazing suppose. levels. He's just been doing a very long time, and it's very good with voices and very good with characterization. So, like... I'll try to throw something. I'll always try to like progress the story. I'll always try to see where he's trying to lead us and go from there. But also like, it's just fun to throw something in there to like keep a conversation going a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I know saying this and knowing I've already stopped your heart. Um, <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> like, it's love cool. it. I'll just be I deceased. Would... I can still do the podcast. Yeah. It's fine. I would love it if my character, if they're, if they're listening, but I would love it if my characters would do that to me. Like, I love trying to think on the spot and like, after you've developed a character and created like what, who they are, like trying to go out of left field like that. I, I have, I was in improv club in college. I'm not like amazing at it and I haven't done it in years, but there's part of my brain that's still like, okay, what color is her favorite color? Or like when she goes home and cooks dinner, what is she making? You know? that's I'm totally game to go for if somebody wants to have more of a conversation yeah uh, that was like one of the the things that I wanted to talk about like that like how much preparation to do for certain NPCs because I feel like obviously there's um you know ones that are necessary to the story and then you've got ones that you see along the way and you just kind of improv but for the ones that you you know are going to be a big part of the story how much do you guys like write about them like do you go through the whole what is their favorite color or like do you make them character sheets or well i uh if if i if i know that they're going to be important i do make them a character sheet because right. i'm just afraid that They'll one if them. they get into a fight yeah yeah like, uh. <laughs> like just in case there they're gonna try it. and kill them yep and so i'm like all right gotta do this what's your armor class <laughs> Um, but the, uh, the most important things that I, I lay out are just like the who, what, when, where, why. So like, who is this person there? And I write down their name and I write down like, uh, if their lineage is kind of important, I write down like a brief little description of it. Like, what are they doing in the story? Uh, when, uh, when do they come in contact with the characters? So that way I remember like what their inciting incident was with with them and that just kind of gives me that structure of who they are and uh 
there there was this one campaign where I had to like there were different gods that were gonna be NPCs that were going to be major and so I I had to sit down and I became an English major and I was just like what does your name mean <laughs> um <laughs> is this going to be too on the nose uh what is your personality type and uh there's a point where like chaotic and neutral are good but I feel like sometimes with NPCs you have to flesh it out a little bit more and be like uh kind of like a tv show runner where you write the laws of that character where you're like so and so will always eat chocolate but they will never love Frasier you know (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> that, that was the most British Great thing reference. I've ever done. That was the most British gasp I've ever done. I know it's an American show, but we love, love to he- we love to hear a British accent across seas. We're like, yeah, well, yes, of course, it should be centered around the British people. What else could you want from a show? I'm just trying to cater to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is which is why I write down their laws. I think that's kind of more important. And it's not that I'm going to be looking at it all the time. It's just like if I feel myself getting off topic with them, I can look back to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, from then on, it's just catering them to the players that you're playing with. Where it's like, maybe they need to be a little bit kinder because the person I'm having them talk to is a little bit more soft-spoken or stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the whole. I, I I only recently have started doing writing those kind of laws for your NPCs. Uh, so, for instance, in the one of the last episodes that I did in my campaign, uh, there was a character who was like a kind of giant elven woman who was like ripped to shit. Basically, <laughs> I just wrote about like my fantasy woman. Uh, she was like <laughs> tall as hell. She was ripped as hell. Looked like she could rip you apart as soon as look at you. Um, but also would refuse to swear. Like she had a swear jar for anyone that came into her workshop um, and would make sure that they they paid up because like there's no swearing in the workshop uh which was a difficult one for me because as you might have been able to tell i'm like a sailor uh so i had to remember not to swear which was that was a bad day i hated it i hated it so much do you swear by it oh god uh, i would hope not it's a swear it's a swear drug. you don't want to swear by it. like i'm sorry i didn't know my dad was in the stream right now <laughs> That was so bad. That's where most of my humor comes from. Go to your room. Sorry. I channel my inner dad. I wear tube socks sometimes. They just show up. Tube socks. In a similar vein, I kind of do the who, what, when, where, and all that, but in a different order. I usually do the what they're driving identity is like for example victor he's a bit of a paranoid schizophrenic so he has a zone of truth and an anti-magic zone at his disposal so he's always flipping them around because he's afraid magic is going to come after him that's why he's always going to win because you try to use magic up oh, magic doesn't work you try to lie to him oh, it's not going to work you know so so he and he happens to be a very high level paladin so I didn't even have his name first. I had all of that. Then I was like, well, hmm, he's, if he's always going to win, ah, his name is Victor. 
and that's how I went with it, and it worked. I'm still into this, like, very on-the-nose naming strategy. Like, it's very good to me. Uh, (laughs) Like, I... Oh, no, never mind. It's completely gone from my mind. Whatever I was going to say. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, podcast. (laughs) I missed you. You were good while you lasted. (laughs) Jesus. Um, No, that was it. Okay. So it was, I I think one of the the interesting things to do is, as you were saying, like, um, when you, when you assign spells to the characters, it's been documented that I hate playing magic class things because my brain is too dumb for it. Uh, but one of the things I very much enjoyed about making NPCs who are magic users um, and discovering like what their like spell book is going to be is looking at the ones available and seeing what that character would use and what ones they would like at their disposal because they're not like player characters. When you're a player character, mostly you're just like, okay, which ones are going to do some damage? Which ones would be useful for adventuring? Whereas some of these people are just which one would be best for getting knowledge from around the world because maybe they are a traveling bard and they want to get knowledge from everywhere um and just like kind of working out their character traits like slightly based on their magic capabilities yeah you uh the uh, the, 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 the the best we're doing good today Here's your guys <laughs> I feel it was like a couple... stressful five minutes before a start that we got this all together, so, like, <laughs> this is fair. I filled my cup with water instead of high-caffeine ca- coffee, so this is my, this is oh, my no. problem. Um, but that's, that's the thing that I love the most about NPCs, too, is that you have such a... You have so few boundaries for what you can apply to them. Like, because I always love playing magic users. I'm the opposite. I hate being a sword wielder because I'm like uh, uh, I just do damage all the time <laughs> and I feel like I'm not Smash good enough at, things. I feel like I'm not good enough at figuring out like ways to attack people so I'm like I'll do magic and kind of keep everyone okay um, but the, that's the lovely thing about NPCs is you can just kind of go through the spell book you can go through weapons and you can just be like yep this one is the greatest for my character and in a way, even if you make your NPC on the fly, it's like figuring out their skill sets or figuring out their the ways that they do damage or the ways that they protect people tells the character more about who you're role-playing than, you know, just about anything that you can do in the game. And to go back to Ismay's uh, traveling bard, if that's what it's going to be, it's going to have to be identify and comprehend languages simply because those are such a useful thing for a bard but that's what you do you figure out what is its driving forces boil it down to one simple sentence and then you expand on that by by giving him the skills and the experience he needs basically an npc is basically a player character so create a level one figure out what level he's going to be give him all the little ifs you want but essentially you boil it down to what skills do they have, and how badass are they with them? Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the things that I... If you guys have any like tips and tricks on how you do it, I would love them. Um, so those characters that you do have to make up on the fly, like, say, they go to a town, they start talking to one of the guards, they ask the guard's name, they're like, mm, blah, blah, blah. But then they decide to fight them. 
how do you create, just on the fly, a random encounter? Well, if they're fighting a guard, what kind of weapon does the guard have? Quickly. Oh, it's a sword. A sword does D8 plus whatever damage. You leave it up to the dice. He rolls a 20. Oh, guess what? He hit you for a D8 plus 3 plus this plus that. You know, it's just, you just have to memor- either memorize or have a cheat sheet <laughs> of all the basic weapons and their damage and proficiencies. Like, my ADHD ass is not going to remember shit. Come on now. <laughs> well, in which case, there's print it out and create yourself a GM screen. Oh, And in my case, I've got a page that's on nothing but ability checks. I've got a page on weapons, armor, shields, and... I've got another page on how to build an encounter. Mm-hmm. And if I have to, I'll pull this out. I'll reference it in in the moment while they're talking to the guard and it sounds like they're about to fight. I got my weapons ready. I roll my weapon. I roll my D20 and I know what weapon they're going to attack with, what damage it does, how much it weighs, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I think that, like we'll probably have to yeah. at one point, like I've written it down now, um, have an episode about like everyone's personal cheat sheets because I know I've got my, my DM screen... Uh, but the fifth edition one leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. yeah, it's those like personal cheat sheets that are kind of good to have on the fly. I want you to play with me in this space. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play. So good. <laughs> okay. I want you to imagine random encounters like you're on Chopped, right? <laughs> like you're on Food oh. Network. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the secret oh. ingredient. Is your NPC. <laughs> and you have to figure out a way to do it so you don't make Bobby Flay upset at you. And so what you do... Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> so you rush into your brain kitchen and you grab all your tools. And you go... <laughs> you want... My chopped lore is not good enough for this. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I've been watching so much Food Network. <laughs> Imagine that you're... Uh, uh, what's your British show? The Great British Bake Off. You're in the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> what's your British show? Here, what? even better. Like, shut better. the fuck. What's, what bullshit do you watch? Like, I'm Go on. Yeah. I've got references for even you two, asshole. Imagine you're Doctor Who. With a sonic screwdriver, and and you have to get through the door, and that door is how your NPC is going to be. And he is a chef, and he needs to prove himself to Bobby Flick. (laughs) (laughs) And your ingredients are a banana and... Jelly babies. Some cumin. Oh, I like yours better. I have one time we had some good advice on this show. (laughs) That was a nice memory that I just had. The best advice ever is have... Fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Guys, I yes. told you to play with me in this space. I am playing. I tried to play. I certainly played because I said beat Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Get it? Jesus. Beat Bobby Flay. Oh my god. I can't see my notes. I'm crying. Hello there, guys. You're here with Ismay to take a break in the middle of this episode. I hope you're having fun, because I sure the fuck am. 
I know everything I naturally do is the funniest and best thing on earth, but also, like, recording this episode and editing it afterwards has been a fucking delight. I'm having the best time. Apologies if you were listening to the live stream, it was a little bit late. Uh, it's because we had some issues, one of our members couldn't make it on the day, and so we had to substitute James in, which was wonderful. Um, but the, it was a little bit hectic, which is why all of us are a little bit, um, dumb in the brain and the everything else. Uh, there's not any new plugs this week, uh, but as always, you could go and watch uh, Unlikely Heroes on Chemko's channel. That's twitch.tv slash theunlikelygm, and that's 7pm GMT every Sunday uh, to see that adventure play out. And of course, you can go over to A Teacup Gamer, which is where I play games on the daily and scream at the computer a lot. Also, you're probably listening to this on SoundCloud right now, but uh, if you want to listen or download the previous episodes, you can go ahead and do that on all of them. Uh, you should follow us on there and share it around if you think that anyone else in your circle of friends would like this. We don't really have any way to advertise or anything, so if you really believe that someone out there would enjoy this show, go ahead and recommend it to them, and that would help us out a hell ton, uh, because I would like to keep doing this. I am having the time of my goddamn life. We are currently also on review for iTunes, so watch out for that soon, hopefully, so that you'll be able to find it there. And once it's up there, you can hopefully like it and review it and help us out a little bit more as well. Also, if you're in our SoundCloud right now, in the description below, you will find links to everything. You'll find links to our Discord where you can come and chat to us and talk about this episode, past episodes, future episodes that you want to see, all that good shit. And of course, if you want to watch us live on Thursdays at 5pm GMT, then you can find us at a teacup gamer. Until then, I'll let you go back to the madness and don't worry, we're not, we're just still going on about chopped. There's a point, there's a, there's a point coming, I swear to God, there's a point. So my point, <laughs> <laughs> it is there, there is a point. So, yes, you were, you're not always going to know what your NPC has. But what you do have is a very special set of skills from doing this beforehand. So you, it, it's, it's kind of like uh, you were saying before, like, you know that they'll probably have a sword or they'll have a rapier or they'll have something. And the great thing is if you can't remember that it's like a D8 for a sword, you could just fudge it and you can use a different dice depending on like what level everybody is. So if they're a higher level, you can be like, I don't remember, I'm going to use a d10. And if when you roll and you roll high, and they're like, well, what did that happen for? And you're like, well, and that way you can play it up like a magic weapon. So it's like you can figure out different ways. So even if they have a dagger, you can be like, well, I'm pretty sure that's a d4. And you can always justify it after the fight if they want to loot them. You can be like, oh, yes, this is the sword of good, good, good bleeding. And... <laughs> It gives you an addition. It gives you attack for a d10. So, oh and then you make Bobby play really happy, and you win twenty thousand dollars. I'm so gonna be giving one of my characters a weapon called Sword of Good Bleeding. <laughs> I hope that made sense. Well, it did to me. Can it just look like a cooking knife? <laughs> oh, it better. Just... Oh, a uh, uh, little bit of a segue. I was reminded of a game I was playing in, and the players. Um, were in the kitchen of the galley and they grabbed the nearest thing they could find because they didn't have any weapons. Guess what the nearest thing it was? A pan. 
a cast iron pan. He, in one hit, natural 20, knocked the guy's head off. It was a barbarian did it. So the GM renamed that pan to the lucky pan. (laughs) So everyone was using that. Every time they get the chance, they were like, I'm going to run it because he made it a plus five. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. Oh, I like it. Um, okay. <laughs> and of course, and it doubled I'm, as our cooking skillet. I'm gonna have to watch Chop now so that I know what was going on in that past like 20 minutes. But <laughs> okay. I think you'll have a good time. You will. Okay. But okay. So before we were talking about our uh, our like successes for NPCs, does anyone have any like complete failures of? You made an NPC that was supposed to be reacted to in X way, and it was reacted to in just the complete opposite. Yes. Go on. I created an NPC big bad guy who was supposed to be the campaign overarching enemy, so that they were going to pump into him occasionally, and he was going to do some badass things, and he was going to leave and come back. Well, in one game, players, uh, one dumb player decided to engage it. Um, and, well, you know, through a series of really awesome roles, you know, he killed the Lich, but the Lich doesn't die until, you know, so the Lich will yeah. be coming back. But that entire encounter was only supposed to be, they see him and then they go get help. It totally messed up my story. It took me three weeks to redo the whole thing. Three weeks of one-shots until I got it done. <laughs> yeah, I think... And then here's the sad part. I finally got it fixed, and but and that player that... Messed it up, quit the game. Oh, come on now. Oh, jeez. Don't ruin my and shit. I hate retconning. He, he tried to argue I was uh, railroading them, that they had to encounter this thing. I was like, no. It's like you were not. Four people, four players were saying, hey, let's go get some help. And I was going, hmm, that's a good idea. He goes, no, we can go in and do that. Are you sure you want to do that? Have you run into anything yet, Sarah? I know that you've only played four games, but have oh, this you is had any... Oh, Al- oh my Sarah hasn't been able to join us today. Good morning. <laughs> Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> um, I haven't yet, but knowing my players, there'll be stories later. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you. Like, it, it's it seems like it's been, like, again, like, not, not super, like, a, a failure in, like, the, the sense of the word, but more like you've just had random characters that are mostly supposed to be random characters but have turned into people that your players have decided to help along the yes. way for ice I cream I mean, shots. if you go in that direction, yes. It's happened continuously, <laughs> almost consistently. Um, I don't know if it's the way that I'm playing the characters or my my, my players. Um, but yes, they, they do try to turn things around. Um... <laughs> No matter who they are fighting against, they are trying to turn the tables. So I'm sure there'll be someone that I actually, like, have as a reoccurring character or someone who is important enough that I need a character sheet that they Mm -hmm. will completely turn on its head. That'll be the one that they decide to kill, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, of Um, course. I once had a character who everyone uh, should have loved. And <laughs> I love I love the story already. It's, it, and it's there a good it is. story. Should've That's loved. like the, this is gonna be the title of my fucking novel. <laughs> you should have loved them. Uh, love and self punishment. Like that's oh. what it would be, but it was, it was totally... that, no. That's the title of my porn. Why is everything I'm doing today so dirty? Oh. I, usually... I mean, I'm here. I've ruined it. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Tomorrow's hump day. Ah. Hump day. So everyone should have loved them, but it was entirely my fault because I wanted to do a voice for them. <laughs> and, 
and I sounded more like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and, oh, this is Kermit the Frog. I know. And so he kind of sounded like this. Oh, and no. Yeah, he has all... to die. I'm sorry. Was he eaten by a pig or ending up in soup? <laughs> no, but what, what they did end up doing, though, was bullying him every time they ran into him. Oh. And he was oh, supposed no. to be kind of like the friendly messenger who turned into a badass. And instead, he just would be like, Hello, everyone. I have a new thing for you to, to look at. And they would bust out laughing and they would like start calling him names like a Poopy Butt and <laughs> Lamo. One of them gave him a wedgie and they crit on it. Oh, oh. that boy got no nuts no oh, more. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't name him Rudolph. <laughs> no, but not for the next. Uh, for the next time they saw him, he couldn't get his underwear down, so it was still at the top of his head. Like, that's oh. where they left it. And oh. I just felt so sad, and I looked at him, and I'm like, I'm so sorry I ruined you. This is this is my bad. As a nerd, I'm very sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. like, that's one of those ones that is like, you feel too much of yourself, and the character is like, okay, well, it feels like you're bullying me a little bit, so that's fine. Yeah, like, okay. I, <laughs> I, I have, like, another, um... Uh, one of the NPCs that I made that is entirely my fault that they don't like them um, just because of the choice I made. I would like to preface this with it was the first uh, NPC that I made that was like an important NPC. And it was the NPC that they had to kind of talk to throughout the campaign to get quests from. Like it was kind of the quest giver of the campaign. Um, and I made them very boring is the problem because i thought in my uneducated wisdom that if they were boring then they could find no real fault in them and that maybe they would like just go along with what they were saying unfortunately because they're so boring they're like oh they're up to something they're up to something constantly and we have to kill them and i was like okay please don't like i would really prefer if you didn't but that would derail a lot of things, but you do you, guys. I guess you do you. <laughs> so that was, so, I, and this character is still around, and still on occasion they mention, just in passing, how much they don't like her, and I'm like, okay, the, oh. I know I failed, but it's fine. How do you, how do you guys make your character walk that line between being, I guess, being boring on the extreme side and being, yeah. like, very interesting? Like, how do you balance it? Well, in my case, it's a case, I if I want them to be boring, I don't put much into them. So all the ones I've put a lot into, they're not boring because they're like a person I've met in real life, but changed and morphed and twisted through the D&D lens. Like uh, Corwin is literally based off of a friend of mine back in the day. He went by the name Pyrus. He always thought he was like the shit, literally king shit, you know. So Ooh. I turned him into a D&D character. If you base it off of someone you enjoy or something you enjoy in some media form and tweak it to make it work through D&D, it will be memorable, at least to the people who can understand the references. Yeah, I, I think for, for me, like in a kind of opposite of Emily kind of way, I found that giving them a fun voice makes my, well, makes my players like them a lot more. Um, so I, I had a character that I didn't know if they would like him at all because he kind of took them to the Feywilds without too much permission. 
Um, and his, his, but his voice was very up here and he was very happy all the time and he just wanted to make everyone happy. And they fucking loved this guy. So he was in it for a lot longer than I thought. Like I, I thought this boy was a dead man, but they seemed to enjoy that. Oh, Same there's for like a, a dog. There's another mechanic I like to use when my player, when my players did mess me up a lot. Um, it's called respawn. You, they wake up and have to do the entire day all over again. Oh God. That's, if I really want it done a different way, and I just say, I don't want to retcon, I don't want to say I retcon, okay, you woke up and it. some of these events have happened before, and it makes them go, did I do something wrong? And and it totally <laughs> makes them make other decisions, or they go murder hobo with it, and they still end up waking up in the same day. Groundhog Day all over again. Can you take the route that my older brother did when I was beating him in a video game? Like we said... It doesn't count because I turned it off. So <laughs> that just hit me in a, in a childhood place. Like, there were so many games of Super Smash Brothers I could have won. Pour one out of the homies. Oh, it's just James going and ripping the cord out of the Xbox. Like fuck you, players, do it again. <laughs> Excuse me as I go and sit in the corner and cry. I got a little bit of trauma up in here. Oh, God. Oh, I struck a nerve. <laughs> Reset. Oh, hi, everyone. Oh, are, are we great? starting? Uh, yeah, sorry. Like, I know I know, it's a little bit late, but, um, okay, well, so live in five. Everyone quiet. Wait. And... Hi guys, welcome to Crit Chat. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. Allie, how about you? I I I feel like I'm not contributing too much. I don't have anything here. <laughs> well, how? I guess uh, mm -hmm. as a as a new DM, like when when you're going to create NPCs, like is there. Like, has there been anything that you've been worried about necessarily? Or is there anything that you feel like you've really uh, struck on the head? Like, when I playing with like your characters? I feel like the hardest part for me is getting my players to engage with them for long enough. Because um, a lot mm -hmm. of times they'll be like, well, we got all the information that we need. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> you can walk away. Okay. You know, where I know that they have tons more that they could give to them. Yeah. Um, which I know also, I'm I'm very much a say yes kind of person like yeah. I, I heard when you guys were talking about that earlier that's 100% where I am too if my player wants to do something and it's not gonna like completely derail <laughs> the game and ruin the other players enjoyment I'm gonna say yes yeah. like I'm, I'm on board so if you think you're done sure you can walk away but like I, I feel like also then my character isn't engaging enough that they want to keep asking questions a lot of times players think that they're, they're playing an actual console game so when they go up they're going to get presented with all the things that they can be talked about mm -hmm. and once they get it done they move on but i find the best way to do it is just have a list of what you want to give the players and you know just sprinkle it throughout the quest chain like every time they bump into something it's like they're working on a quest that was murders, you know, a serial murder. You know, all these young elves are being killed by young, I'm talking 12, you know, literally, not like even... Actually young elves. You, oh, not, actually young elves. And they're all, they all have the same hair color and they have this blue flower in their mouth. And and that's the only similarity. So they started looking into this blue flower. Oh, it's a, it's a rare blue orchid. Oh, it's a 
rare blue orchid that comes from the mountains, and it's supposedly extinct. You know, not one NPC has given them all that information. You know, it's great to have the series of information expand naturally through the course of however they want to investigate. Yeah, like the like though you do have to write more NPCs that way. But yeah, no, exactly. that, that kind of progression is, is good. <laughs> oh, but I I like the beautiful part. You don't need to write a lot of NPCs. They just bump into someone and, and you say, oh, they're talking to the gnome that's in charge of the body and, you know, the investigation. So I didn't really have much to go on that for that. But anyone they talk to is, you know, the person in charge of the investigation for that specific murder. It feels like a continuation of the, they go next door and it's the same town as we had in the first episode. There you go. It's like, it's, a, it's the same NPC, but just like a bit reskinned. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. One of, like, based on what, like, uh, Ali was saying, um, that thing of they just kind of leave conversations whenever the characters feel like one of they don't even say goodbye. Yeah, that's exactly like one of one of the things that I've made so many of my NPCs ask my characters is just having a blank look and have any of you actually had a conversation before? Like a real conversation <laughs> because they've got like players in general normally just come up to your NPCs and they're just like, what is the information that I need? And, and there's like, well, hello to you too, I guess. Random stranger on the street. And like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to force them into better role playing, but like, we'll see how that works. I'll, I'll check back. And in a what while. is your name? Yeah. It's like, oh, hi. Yes. hi. <laughs> normally people say hello. They say goodbye. They don't just walk off when in the middle of talking. That's cool. It's, it's like in movies when they finish phone conversation, they go, yeah, okay. Click. Like, there's no there's never a goodbye there's, there's never, never a hello goodbye. they just pick up the phone yeah yeah oh yes well i i find that npc interactions works in a series the first time they go to any npc it's they're going to get something done like i i've got to go buy this so they're going to go to the ta- to tailor they buy it and then they have to pay with a coin that the tailor recognizes is really old. Hmm, they've got more of those coins. I'm gonna have to come back. And then you know they, they do all this other stuff. They do some investigation. They they naturally me. I guess I'm lucky that my morning game is a bunch of new players, so they're all making really good role play for being new. And then I have the experienced players who are d- deep into the role play character mindset so they know they're ha- they have to have a conversation they can't just go up and click the mouse and ha- be it presented <laughs> my car- my players just like just want their information and want to fuck off like they love their role play but not with my characters <laughs> with each other phenomenal with me just get your information and leave um but we're actually running a little short of time now um even though we we started a little late so we should probably do some like Final thoughts on this whole like NPC building thing. So, question for everyone: What are people's uh What are people's like last uh, thoughts on how to best create NPCs or NPC creation in general? Uh oh how how oh wait guys I've got a D four. Guess who's rolling a D four for your fate? Wait. Okay, beans, I'm going first, I guess. Fuck me. <laughs> Eat my ass, dice. Thank you, D4. Fuck you. Crit happened. Piss on my face. I'm so mad at me. Why is I me that I'm mad? I'm mad. I'm mad. Anyway, um, fuck. Now I have to think. Uh, my advice for creating NPCs uh, is 
yeah, to take something, find something likable about each NPC, find something that you love about them, whether it's like a weird voice or making them incredibly hot, um, and present them. Sometimes your characters or your players are not going to like them, and you're just gonna have to like resign those NPCs into the pits of previous people that your players have killed out of spite, but sometimes you'll come up with really nice characters that people actually enjoy and want to talk to a lot more. Um, yeah, so my advice is just do accents. Do accents for them and they'll probably be fine. Okay, deforming it again. Uh, Emily, you're up. Who oh boy. Um. <laughs> the d4 giveth and the d4 taketh. <laughs> and it giveth sometimes as well. Um, <laughs> I would say that the um, most important things would be to keep them grounded in whatever and whatever uh, personality that you're giving to them. If you aren't very good at improv or just if you're if you find yourself that you, you, you struggle a couple of times, uh, what I would do is it's it's okay to write a scripted introduction of a character. And in fact, sometimes that'll make the players understand like who they are a little before they get to talking to them. And it, it paints them a little bit more as like a person that they're going to interact with. And uh, voices you can do, but just know that <laughs> if you get it wrong, they may bully them. <laughs> so, so be careful. <laughs> Avoid voices that go to the very end of your throat and make you a muppet. <laughs> so that's my advice. Oh, oh. Also, if it's going to hurt your voice a lot, they'll probably end up loving them, and you'll have to do it all the yeah. time. Oh, oh god, that <laughs> real that real pain. Yes. A, sorry, really quick. As a theater person, it's cool, it's cool to take voice lessons if you really want to get into it, and even if you just want to learn how to speak on your voice so you're not damaging your vocal track. That's cool. Ooh. Or, in that also same trap, get yourself a girlfriend who's a voice actress and mocks you relentlessly <laughs> by your terrible, terrible voice. <laughs> Well, oh, did you did you, did you come up with a bad voice for yourself too? Do you get bullied because of it? Love... Are you my human Kermit? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were real. Oh, maybe a little bit. Oh, I just boy. I also would like it known that I have just been kind of ominously like preparing to roll this d4 for like the entire time you've been speaking because it makes me feel powerful oh okay okay <laughs> okay up next we have Allie. um best advice that i've gotten is if you're having trouble doing voices the inflection and the way that the character speaks is just as important mm -hmm. um where the pauses are in the sentence what the emotion that comes out is when they speak um it kind of has helped shape characters on the fly for me, and it's been really interesting to watch and listen to other people who are DMing um, do that. Awesome. And no role needed. So, James, how about you? Well, there is a great resource on the internet. I can't remember the exact website, but Google oh, it. It's a dialect uh, database. Literally, it's a bunch of people reading the same basic scripts in their natural tongues, so you can listen and hear how the words come out. So literally, you can learn an actual accent. And if you master it right, 
you can use that accent for your character's voice. I feel like we've recently been like, <laughs> it's not been NPC creation just so much as just like, this is how you do voices, sometimes <laughs> well, that, unsuccessfully. Well, NPC creation boils down to, if you, if you want it memorable, it has to have a memorable voice and a memorable personality and then have the skills to back up its knowledge. And then, all, and then you put all that on paper and make your players believe it. Interesting. And what you can do in your downtime when you're not working on the game, listen to stand-up comedy. Literally. Stand-up comics are literally what are professional scripted improv, especially if it's about current political affairs. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think of the, if we've had any advice. Oh, no, we had our good naming advice of take take a base name and add, like, Ithias to the end of it gives you good <laughs> names on the fly. Uh, also, uh, just find things around the room, and that's their name because it's a fantasy world, and everyone can have the name of V for Vendetta Mask, Old Moot Cider. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go. Says a lot about my work. Maskiasitis. If you would be his name, <laughs> that works. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> Weird BDSM minions. Mugman. I've got a really weird fucking workspace. <laughs> Why don't I have normal people things? Anyway, that's going to be it for the end of this episode. We've had a very weird mix of very actual helpful advice and um, a lot of bullshit. So, usual crit chat episode. Um, but yeah, so we've got, we've weirdly not got any, any plugs going on right now. So... I guess I'll just talk about if you're listening in um, on my channel on Twitch right now, a Teacup Gamer, uh, you can go into the description below to find the Discord channel for Crit Chat, so you can talk to us there about anything that was in this episode, anything that was in previous episodes, uh, or if you have any suggestions of what we should talk about in the future. Um, also in the same description. Um, you will find a link to the previous episodes, so you can go and download them and listen to them in your own time. Um, but if you would like to see us live, then we will see you next Thursday at 5 p.m. GM. Next Thursday, God damn it! Next Tuesday, <laughs> Beans Day. Um, All right, no, 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 it's okay. We can retcon it. We can okay. do it again. We can do yeah, the whole day again. We can edit it. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Hi and welcome to Crit Chat. <laughs> oh. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see you guys next Tuesday at 5 p.m. GMT. Uh, until then, I've been Ismay. I've been Ellie. I've been Chops Emily. And I've been James. <laughs> Look, I've been Chops Emily. <laughs> Who am I? She I didn't remember her own name. <laughs> the day got restarted too she many times. Her wisdom check. Cannot reboot. <laughs> Too many resets. Blue screen of death. <laughs> you guys have been listening to Crit Chat. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>